Welcome to Our Church, Our Stories, a CCGF podcast for, from, and about you, the family and friends of Christ Church at Grove Farm. The CCGF family is big, spread out over the city of Pittsburgh and across the globe. This is a podcast about the stories and conversations that weave us together as one body, united in Christ, and hosted by two of our members, Ben Follett and Sam Dabrotka. If you have a story that you'd like to share, Send us an email to main at ccgf.org or fill out the form on our podcast page, ccgf.org slash podcast. Here are Sam and Ben with our next story. All right, welcome back to episode three of Our Church, Our Stories. Um, I'm Ben. I'm Sam. And with us today, uh, we actually have a friend that uh, is probably our most distance, distant listener, meaning he's far away. Um, our friend Evan Isom is joining us. Say hi, Evan. Hi, everybody. And so um, I guess let's just jump right in it here. Um, a lot of people at the church, Evan, may not know you. Um, obviously, we know you from uh, our time on high school ministry together, but why don't you give us a little bit of background um, about kind of who you are and, and, and kind of what you've been up to? Sure. So my name is Evan Isom, and I'm a missionary with Send International to Japan. Um, I served with Sam and Ben in the youth ministry at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Uh, when was that, I guess? I moved, moved to Pittsburgh myself in 2015 and served with the youth ministry from, yeah, pretty much 2015 until I left for Japan in the summer of 2017. So for about a year and a half or so, I imagine. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I've been working and serving in Japan for the last three years. Uh, supported by Christ Church and many people um, that are listening, hopefully, to this today. Um, it's exciting to be a part. Evan, can you uh, kind of give us a little bit of a background on maybe your family and, um, you know, your your time in Japan? What kind of stuff you're working on there? Uh, sure. So I um, work in Japan with high school students. Um, I'm working with this Japanese ministry called HiBA which is an old ministry that came from America years ago and stands for high school born againers. Um, and they do uh, ministry specifically for high schoolers with uh, weekly Bible clubs, um, which is kind of like, you know, a young life or an FCA or some, a parachurch or ministry like that that just does weekly uh, clubs for students. And for many of these students, you know, there is no youth group like we had Christ Church, like churches are small, mostly older people. So very few churches have the capability to have an awesome program and do crazy, silly things all the time to have students, you know, come and be a part of church as we know it. And so this ministry is sort of like taking the place of that is building these avenues, these places for high school students to get to get together, build community, grow in their faith, um, hear, hear the gospel, bring their friends to events to hear the gospel themselves. And so that's what I've been doing for the past uh, three years or so in, in Tokyo, Japan. And uh, what about, uh, I guess, what what does an average kind of meeting look like for HBA? High BA? <laughs> I'm sorry, high BA? High BA, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, we, we kind of stick the I after the age, so sorry. Uh, your, your acronym yeah. is, is is right, but we, I just, I, we I do said, add I, High school born beginners, okay, gotcha. That's right. <laughs> Sam, Sam created a new acronym for the ministry. I hope it takes off. I can pitch it for him, but we'll see. But 
So yeah, I mean, it's pretty much everything you'd imagine in a normal um, club setting. We get together, play some kind of game or activity, uh, depending on the people, it's some kind of name game or something to help learn names, which I need to do every night because learning Japanese names is like, you know, even more difficult than remembering normal people's names. But anyway, so some kind of game like the ice and um, worship. And they also do uh, as part of the program, usually by uh, memory verse time. So we'll try to memorize a verse together right there at the club, which is challenging, especially in Japanese. But um, after that, we have sharing time and prayer time. And then there's a message, you know, so the normal youth group type stuff um, is that makes up one meeting. But then we also, as a ministry, do outreach events on the weekends and camps, summer, winter, and spring. And then, you know, meeting up with students here and there outside of that as much as we can. And do you have a specific, do you have a specific, sorry, Sam, do you have a specific role within the ministry? Like you mentioned worship and, and, you know, sermons and stuff like that. Is there something that like you focus on? Not that specific. Usually it's one staff member does certain clubs. So you are in charge of Monday night club here and you do everything at that club and somebody else does the Tuesday night club and here, here and here kind of a thing. So I work with a Japanese club on Mondays and then an international club, which is at our international school. So that one's in English. And so I work a lot with that club, with those students and every, and there sometimes I lead worship. Sometimes I give messages. Yeah. So it's not, club so it's not just you, it's not just you running all this. You're working with the team. Right. Right. We have a, a staff of about 20, 20 or so. Oh, wow. Uh, all Japanese, except for me and one other guy. Um, so that's fun. Are you, you the only it, American or is, you, is the other guy American too? The other guy is an American uh, with Sen serving alongside of me, a fellow missionary. And then actually we do have another guy who's studying Japanese now from Australia, who's hopefully going to be serving with Haibie as well. I can't imagine a Japanese-Australian accent. <laughs> 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 yeah, he has an Australian accent and Japanese comes through it. But <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that would just be funny it. to hear. That'd be funny to hear. And you said you're living in Tokyo, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Okay, cool. Cool. So, um, you know, so obviously you're, you know, you're in full-time ministry, but maybe that kind of leads us into like, can you give us a little kind of short, you know, kind of faith background or short testimony, just, you know, maybe what led you to, you know, be a full-time ministry uh, in full-time ministry or, or just, you know, a little bit about your faith background? Sure, I accepted Christ as a, a young kid due to the ministry of my parents to me, just in their faithful gospel witness in the home. Um, and then I was in church all the time as a kid. Yeah, I learned about the gospel in 91st Savior very early. Um, yeah, and actually, I think I like to say coming out of high school, my, I felt called to full-time ministry, specifically for high school students, even as a high schooler myself. And so I had a lot of opportunities to serve in the ministry, even as a high school student uh, at my church where I grew up in Texas. And uh, I have four younger siblings too. So I like to say that, you know, my youth ministry started when I was, you know, a kid because my parents also told me a lot that I was the, the role model for my siblings. And so I had a little youth ministry following me around all the time. But from, uh, yeah, from there I went to college in Michigan served in ministry um, in campus ministry there went to seminary in louisville kentucky um, where i studied and did some more youth ministry and then at seminary actually was where the lord kind of changed my focus a little bit 
it wasn't a full change. It was still youth ministry, but he turned my eyes to overseas and the need around the world um, and unreached places like Japan and many others where there's just such a small gospel presence. Uh, so, you know, Japan, less than 1% of the population is a professing Christian of any kind, really. So, um, which is such a small uh, gospel presence. Yeah, depending on the numbers and, and what you count in the, in the category, it can be, and can be as low as that. Wow. Yeah, so God really opened my eyes to the need around the world. And I said, okay, well, I think you, Lord, you've been working me and preparing me for this. And so I said, sure, I'd, I'd like to, to answer that call would have me so yeah moved to japan in 2017 and been studying japanese and working on being faithful to that and seeing the lord work in the hearts of japanese high school students how do you think your japanese is do you feel like you're 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 getting it uh man if you ask my teammates they'd all say oh yeah he's doing pretty 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 well but you know we're all our worst critics so yeah sure there's days when it's there's days when it's oh I'm, yeah i'm keeping up i'm understanding and there's days where you just go home you're like i didn't hear anything at all anybody was saying but but yeah it's, it's coming along so i can you know i can do life i can get around and uh, keep up a decent conversation yeah. i know like a little while before i can have heart to heart you know like learning a different stuff. language you know it's, it's not just there's there's also there's there's the the listening part there's the speaking part and then there's like the writing and recognizing the languages you think there's is there one that you excel at more than the other that's a good question there are so different and i think i like writing actually uh-huh. um you know japanese has the whole kanji like the character thing mm-hmm. it's not quite as crazy as chinese because they don't use them all the time, but I, I do enjoy that part, like learning those little things. I think there's they're interesting, and I'm a visual person, like a visual learner, and so having a picture connected with it just makes it that much easier to remember. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's difficult, but I do enjoy the writing part. Gotcha. I just can't imagine trying to do ministry. You're trying to communicate the gospel and trying to do ministry in a you know I, I you know you hear people like oh I'm going to go to this country or do this in ministry, but like you're in a, just another language, right? I mean, you're doing ministry not in your native tongue, right? And I just, I can't imagine the difficulty that that presents itself on top of, you know, encountering a nation that has less than 1% believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exhausting and can be stressful. But the, the joys are, I think, multiplied because of that, Ben, you mm-hmm. know? So when, in, you know, in high school ministry here in the States, even though you speak the same language, sometimes it seems like you doesn't, you don't or it feels like you're speaking a different language because there's hardly any response coming from the other side, you know? Mm. So, but even more so on that side, when you do make that connection and when you do see eyes open, like the joy just gets multiplied by a few, even though there may be fewer moments when that happens. It's, it's pretty exciting. That's awesome. Uh, Evan, one of the things that we, uh, we like to do is just kind of get a, a random question for, for our guests, just kind of to get unique answers. And uh, our question for you, Evan, is if you could adopt an undomesticated animal to live in your house, what kind of animal would it be? I just first off need to applaud this question. I really like this one. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it, too. When Sam sent it to me over text, I was like, yes, yes, that's perfect. Definitely works in student ministry. It's great. Um, so my initial thought was it took me. I did have to think a while about it because it was a serious serious question and i was working towards kangaroo because i just think they're fascinating creatures but to let it into my house would just be a little too much so i decided to go with the wallaby the miniature one you know 
Ah. I think that'd be way more doable in the home, but I feel like that'd be fun to see that, to watch them try and maneuver, you know, yeah. <laughs> upstairs, downstairs. Would that be possible? Could they just do it in one bound? Huh. And they're cute. And you see if you can keep things in their, their pouches and maybe they carry it around for you or something. That could be fun to try. Ben, what about you? What would you choose? Gosh, I didn't even think about this as, as the host of the show. <laughs> I didn't even consider, uh, I, I don't know. Um, gosh, I don't, I don't even, maybe a penguin. Okay. I like penguins. I had an event at work where we had a penguin come to the event. Like it was at an aquarium and they were like, do you want a penguin? And I was like, yes. <laughs> so that was, awesome. that was, I feel like that, that was serves double cool. dude Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, it was actually in California and the penguin's name was Admiral Fancy Pants. <laughs> so it was, it was wild, but cool. So yeah, peng, I'll say penguin. What about you, Sam? I'm thinking like a bear cub. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I feel like if you get that at a, at a young enough age, I think you can domesticate that. I don't know. Or a monkey. Yeah, it'd be the safest way to meet one because, you know, yeah, usually true. not around and that's bad right. news. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I digress. I digress. So Evan, um, you know, for those who maybe, you know, don't know, obviously you're at, you're spending some time at home. You're back in the States for a little while right now. So um, right. since you've been back, you know, you've, you've kind of been in lockdown. I don't know, were you, were you in lockdown at all in Japan before you came home? Japan was not closed down when I was leaving. Okay. Uh, it was still coming for them, but okay. now they are. Okay. So then I guess the question would be, you know, what have you been doing, you know, now that you're at home to kind of keep busy during the lockdown and maybe maybe you can even give us some insight to how maybe the lockdown would have looked for you if you were still in japan if you were still in tokyo mm. sure yeah well, i mean to be honest i mean there are a lot of difficulties that have come from the pandemic and and you know the economy going with how it's going but honestly for me this has been a, a like a a great gift um i came back a little early to get a little bit extra you know r and r because, you know, like we've talked about language and life and ministry overseas is stressful and tiring. And uh, I just needed a break, you know. And so I came back and, man, you don't get to rest like you do in a pandemic. Like there's just no other way to get such complete rest than when the whole world around you stops. Um, so for me, the first little few weeks were actually very good just to be able to hit the pause button in so many ways and just rest and refocus a little bit and kind of, yeah, just get recentered. Um, but the other thing that's kept me busy on top of that, which I think has been restful as well, because it's, you know, not connected with ministry or anything. It's just menial labor around the house as my parents are getting ready to, to move back to Texas. And so we've been doing lots of projects around the house to get the house ready to sell. So I've been painting and, you know, restaining floors and restaining decks and cleaning out rooms and all this kind of stuff well, that has kept me both occupied um, and moving, which has been good for me. And then any idea what, like, I don't know if you live in an apartment or what, you, what your living situation is in, in Tokyo, but, you know, what do you think that would look like maybe as far as ministry goes and as far as the lockdown is concerned, if you were still sure. there? Yeah. So, I mean, I have friends who are still there, obviously, and a few other singles who are working uh, and they've, yeah, they've been pretty much um, kept to their homes. The lockdown from what I've heard has not been quite as strict. So the parks and stuff are still open. So people are doing a lot of walking, getting around outside. Um, my friend 
uh, says he hasn't taken a train or public transportation in two months, which is very weird for us. None of us own cars. We bike or we take the trains. So that's one big thing that is different would not be taking public transportation around. Um, in terms of ministry, the um, Japanese ministry is trying their best to continue doing as much as they can in terms of clubs and events and things and everything has gone online. So I've been following their efforts and they are using every platform available to them to get a message out, to get a group together, to, you know, have some kind of connection with students, whether it be Instagram live or zoom meetings or YouTube videos, you know, all, all of that kind of stuff is being utilized for this, which is fun to see the creativity going on. Hard to, still hard to connect with people. How, uh, how involved are you in the, you know, cause if you're doing ministry kind of virtually and are you involved in any of that, even though you're all the way in the United States? Um, I honestly haven't been um, as much on this side of things, probably going back into it in July, I'll jump back in. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. So, so um, and I think uh, we mentioned this to you um, earlier, but you know, uh, Craig's, big mantra Christ church is every member ministry, how every member, you know, it's not just the, the pastors and the people on staff who are doing ministry in the church. It's, it's up to all of us to kind of share in that responsibility, whether it's at home or at church. Um, so Evan, I, I guess, is, is there a way that you, I guess, what is, what does every member ministry look like to you and how do you live that out? Yeah. I really like this idea that, uh, that the new pastor of Christ church, is putting out there. I've not been had the chance to meet him yet since he came after I left. But I mean, this really actually means a lot to me as a missionary because without this idea, missions does not happen. Mm. You know, like I remember Christ Church's I don't know motto or whatever to reach the world for Christ when I was there. That just does not happen without the church coming together and where every member is doing something to see it happen because I, I do not get to do what I do and get to be a part of what God is doing in Japan without the church and every member individually doing their parts, whether it be financial support, which Christ church and many people at the church do, or, you know, just also caring for me overseas. So there's a, a prayer group that meets at Christ church. Um, they're starting up their Tuesday morning prayer meetings tomorrow. Uh, but they pray for us uh, overseas and I get messages from them all the time. And I just, I can't really tell you how, that's how much that means to me on a hard day where, you know, wish I had a meeting with the student, but couldn't communicate everything I wanted to in Japanese or, you know, just struggling and missing home or life is just hard. And, you know, there's all kinds of stuff going on and to get a message from a Christchurch member or to get a, re a response of a newsletter um, yeah. saying, Hey, we're praying for you every morning. Like that just, means a lot and carries us through. Uh, so every member ministry is, is the motto that we live by as missionaries and we pray for every member of the ministry at every church, hoping that they will continue to see that God has called them into ministry as well. Uh, and not just ministry at home, but ministry abroad, because the gospel doesn't spread without all of us doing our part. If it sounds like you're saying that, you know, it's not just, you know, you're definitely, you know, ministering to people if you are directly ministering to people, like if you're a pastor or a missionary like you, but you can also minister by supporting those who are directly ministering to people, you know, like people who are in prayer meetings supporting you guys or supporting you financially. That's a form of every member ministry. 
that yeah, it? I think so. I think that's, I think that's it. Is there a, and, and you know, your life is, is ministry, right? I mean, that's your vocation, but is there, is there a way that obviously you do things outside of being in ministry, just like, you know, you know, everybody that we know that's in full-time ministry does, is there a way that you're able to minister outside of ministry, you know, whether it's to a neighbor or, a, you know, a person at a restaurant that you go to, I don't know if there's, if, if there's something that, that, um, that comes to mind when you're thinking about your life, just kind of in Japan being that it's not your life in America. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm a volleyball player. That's my favorite sport uh, right. to yeah. play. And so I've been um, finding volleyball places to play and have made some really, really good friends from that and have had, you know, chances to have small conversations about God and things with those friends. Um, so yeah, volleyball is a way I get to meet new people. And um, oh, through my um, Japanese class. So there's a community center in my city and they offer basically free Japanese lessons. Um, but it's basically just a bunch of retired people who volunteer on a, a Tuesday night to try and help hopeless, you know, foreigners learn their impossible language, you know? Um, so I've been able to meet a lot of new people through that. And that's been really fun and just a great way to be involved in the, in the community because everybody's from that area and we do events together. And through that, I've made friends with a, a couple uh, younger who just had their first kid after a, a miscarriage uh, about a year or two ago. Me and another missionary friend who befriended these people have walked with them through this whole journey of hearing about the loss of the first child and welcoming the second one into their life. And they called me yesterday just so I could see the, the beautiful baby girl that they have and they're looking forward to seeing us again. So there have been some sweet connections from that as well that we're praying for the Lord to use. That's really cool. Evan, if, if uh, people at Christ Church, you know, or anywhere really, if, you know, they might not know who you are because, you know, you've been in Japan. If they're, if they're interested in supporting you or learning more about your mission and what you're doing, is there somewhere they can go to learn about that? Yes. So the, the website of the organization that I, I serve with is um, send.org, S-E-N-D.org. And I think if you put a slash and ESOM, my last name, E-A-S-O-M, will bring you to my, you know, my page on the website or uh, people can just email me directly. I'm more than willing to connect the people that way as well. And my email address is my last name, Esom, E-A-S-O-M at send.org. So Esom, send, put that together. You'll find me somewhere. Nice. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Evan, I'm, you know, I was, I'm really excited that you were able to join us. We're, bo we're both really excited that you were able to join us. Obviously, you know, um, I think it's, you know, really cool for us to have an opportunity to maybe introduce you to, you know, some of the congregation who maybe weren't around when you were here, right? Um, and, but at the end of the day, I think it's awesome to hear how you're just as much a part of the church and, and, the, ch and the church is still supporting you, whether it be financially, but prayerfully that like, you know, what that prayer meeting is, is just so cool to see because, you know, Christ Church is not only reaching outside of, you know, the walls into the city of Pittsburgh, but thousands and thousands and thousands of miles away um, in Japan. And, and it's, and it's impacting you. And it's so cool to see how, um, you know, there's still, there's still roots here, even though you're not here and you haven't been here for a little while. And so, um, you know, we're, we're thankful that you're able to join us. Uh, you know, we're thankful that you're able to get some rest and be at home for a little while. And, um, you know, we're prayerful about your return to Japan and, and your continuing uh, ministry there.
Yeah. Thanks guys. It's been a, a great, great opportunity to be a part of your, what you're doing. I think this is, this podcast is awesome that you keep people connected and hope that, you know, things will open up enough for me to come and, and see some more Christchurch people while I'm here. And if not, I'll be back soon. Cool. I also, I'm also gonna, I also just found you on, uh, you're on the, you're on the Christchurch website too, ccgf.org slash ccgf-missionaries. And there's Evan Eason serving in Japan. There you go. So many ways to find him. So <laughs> got me. I was still thinking about that. <laughs> no, cool. Yeah. So, well, this has been great. Um, again, I appreciate you joining us. Um, you know, hopefully uh, we'll get to talk again soon. So thanks very much, bud. Thanks guys. Thanks Evan. All right. Take it easy.